0: You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message.
1: I have a question for you. Can a Christian lose their salvation? Well, I lived that way for many years. I grew up over here, and I won't go through the whole testimony, you've heard it so much. But in 1956, I knew how wicked I was. I I knew Brother Dan, God had to reach down his hand and save me. I got saved. But I can remember as a young boy, I'd lay in bed at night because I still lied. I still was mean, I feel like, in my heart. I didn't like my sisters all the way i should have all the time because that's just the way i am i guess and i'd get angry i get mad and as a little boy i can remember even praying as a little boy night after night lord if i did not mean it when i got saved i really mean it tonight save me is there anybody else don't raise your hand but There's probably a lot of folks like that. You see, I felt that way every time I sinned. And I sinned a lot. And I didn't want to sin. I battled this thing all the time. Can a Christian lose their salvation? Many churches believe that. Many churches believe that you lose your salvation, so if you Confess your sins or get right with God or give more money or something. I know of a church, then you would know the church. It's a, one of the largest denominations in the world that if you divorce, you have to give about $2,500 and you can get that thing expunged and you can be back in. If you do something wrong, you give enough money or you can confess it to somebody. You're going to have a hard time confessing to me because. Uh, I, I feel I pastor people that are not one step behind me. Many times I feel like I pastor people that are so far ahead of me. Good Christians that love the Lord. I want to say that once you're saved, you're always saved. Amen. You can never lose it. It's the Bible and we want to see that today. Can a Christian lose their salvation? No, but I also want to ask you this. I wonder how many in this room truly are not born again. You're not saved. If you died right now, you're gonna go to a place called heaven or hell. When I was born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, we moved here a few, several months later, but when I was born, I was born just like my father and my mother, who were about the most perfect people you'd ever find, but they were sinners. And like my grandparents, they were sinners. And all the way back to Adam, for it is Adam, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And because of Adam's sin in the garden, wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into this world and death by sin. So death, a separation from God, is passed upon all men, for all have sinned. I was born a sinner, like my dad, like my mother, like my grandparents, all the way back to Adam in order to die and go to hell, you have to do nothing. We're on our way there. And it's not the fact that I robbed a bank or I I hit someone or stole something. That's not my sin. Individual sins don't say, I'm a sinner. By nature, I'm a sinner. And so consequently, in order to go to hell, I do nothing but live the way I live. And the vast majority of this world is living that way. They're on their way to hell. But to be saved and go to heaven, you have to be born again. You have to ask Jesus Christ to be your savior. And today we wanna look at that as carefully as I can. You know, maybe it's not death that's coming today, but maybe it's the rapture of the church. And we think of the rapture, it's the catching away because before God's judgment on planet Earth, and there will be judgment, There'll be a seven-year judgment. And it will be an awful time. And much of the world will die during that war with God and world with Antichrist, war with Antichrist, and war with the saints. But but the rapture comes first, and God rescues us, takes us home to be with Him in heaven, if we know Him as Savior. But if that stroke of 12 today in about 20 minutes. If the rapture was going to occur at 11.59, who would be left in this room? I know I don't deserve to go to heaven, but I got saved. My name's recorded in the book of life. I'm on my way. But I dare say there would be many in this room that would still be sitting here. You might be a member of the North Valley Baptist Church. You might be in leadership here at the North Valley Baptist Church. For many will come to me in that day and say, Lord, Have we not prophesied in thy name? Have we not cast out demons in thy name? And he'll say, depart from me, I never knew you. For it's appointed to men once to die, and after this the judgment. My mother was a Lutheran. She grew up Lutheran, the old time Lutheran, like the old time Methodists, the old time Presbyterians. And as a Lutheran, she went to her church Sunday through Sunday, an eight day revival. And in Wisconsin, that preacher preached for eight days on the subject of there is a hell. And night after night, he'd preach that there is a hell and you must be born again. And my mother is a Lutheran trusted Christ. I'm not suggesting no one's going to heaven are Baptist, but I am suggesting that according to the word of God, that all that go to heaven are Christians. And so today we look at this subject can a Christian lose their salvation? Was well, of course, no. Why? Because of the promise of the scriptures. Look what he says. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that, who should, uh, uh, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have, what's the last two words, church? Everlasting life. God tells us in verse 15, For whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have, what's the last two words? Eternal life. Those are two different words. Eternal life and everlasting life. When God promised you salvation, he said, I will promise you eternal life. Eternal simply means ceaseless. Lasting forever. A lifetime warranty, if you would. You know, when I got saved in 1956, though I sinned since then, God said, Jack, you have eternal life. It's ceaseless. It started and it will continue to go on. It will never cease. And God's people said, amen to that. I'm glad I have eternal life. John 10, 28, Jesus is speaking about being a shepherd and sheep. And he said, I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Why? Because he gave eternal life. God is God. And if he said, I can give you something that will never stop, it will never cease, then God meant what he said, eternal life. But then he said, I give you everlasting life. I said, how do I know I'm saved? Because of the promise of the scriptures. And he promised eternal life, but he promised in the verse 16, God so loved the world that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. I like that word everlasting. It means it's permanent. It's unchangeable. It sticks. And God promised eternal life. Go to chapter three, verse number 36. Would you read it with me? This This is permanent. It's permanent. It's permanent. Verse 36. Ready? Begin. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. I wonder if you can read chapter four, verse fourteen. Ready? Begin. For whosoever drinketh the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water. I wonder if you'd go over here to chapter number five. And I wonder if you would read for me, if you would please, verse number 24. Chapter five, verse 24. Are you ready where it begins with verily, verily, or truly, truly? Ready, begin. Truly, 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 she's gonna go back to what it says here. Verily, 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 I I say say unto you, And what Go to chapter number six, please. And what is everlasting life? It's permanent. You don't lose it. It's there. It stays everlasting. And what is eternal life? It's ceaseless. You can take it to the bank. God, God's Bible is promising us eternal everlasting life. Chapter six, verse number 47. Chapter six, verse 47. Ready? Begin. Very, very, I, I said to you, you. And so I sin, and I don't feel saved. But I don't base it, thank you for praying that, brother. Uh, uh, You never move from feeling to fact, you always move from fact to feeling. Ye shall know the truth, that's the fact. And the truth shall set you free, that's the feeling. A charismatic movement, a lot goes from feeling to fact. But the Bible says you always move from fact, this is the fact that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son, and he that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. I tell you what, I know I'm saved tonight, today, not that I deserve it, not that I've lived good enough to keep it, but that God said he promised me eternal, everlasting, ceaseless, endless, permanent life. Oh, I'm so thankful and it's not in the church this life is in his son Jesus Christ and thank God for the cross and one day I'd like to get a cross up there again like we have at the other property but beyond the cross there's a tomb that is empty and up from the grave he conquered death and because he conquered death I can conquer death as well Oh, that sweet sister-in-law of ours last week that passed away, we had her funeral last Friday, and she went from here to there, from earth to glory in the presence of an almighty God. She saw her son, she saw her mother-in-law she never saw, she saw her mother and daddy, and I'll tell you why, because when we're in Christ, we are his child. Not only can you not lose your salvation because of the promise of scripture, but you cannot lose your salvation because of the promise of birthright. Look at chapter three of uh, John again, please. There was a man, I wonder if, I love to hear you read, if you could read the first three verses with me. John three, verses one through three. Ready, begin. There was a man of the Pharisees, Bible, and thank you for reading the Word of God it's such a wonderful thing to hear God's people read and he said he born again this word God introduces is to be born again well this, this this Nicodemus who snuck away and came to see Jesus by night because he didn't want anybody to see that here a man that worked in taxes was going to see Jesus and the Bible says, and he, Jesus said, except a man be born again. Well, confusion. The Bible says, verse 4, Nicodemus said to him, how? How can a man be born when he's old? Can, can he enter the second time in his mother's womb and be born? He wasn't being a smart aleck. He was, I don't understand this. Born again? I, I was born on this date, now you want me to be I can't go in my mother's womb another time. And Jesus answered, barely, barely, I said, do you except a man be born of the water and the spirit? He cannot enter the kingdom of God. That is not talking about baptism. Jesus is the living water. His word tells us he's the bread of life. He's the water. He's the fountain. There is a fountain filled with blood. We sing about it. And that which is born of flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be. What's the last two words? Born again. Born again. There's really been a change in me. Born again. Just like Jesus said. Born again and all because of Calvary. I'm glad, so glad that I've been born again. You know, at birth, there's a father and a mother. They may not be present. You may not have ever met your dad. I've pastored people. Dad found out, mother was expecting. He left, never been around. But he still is the father. He's not acting like a father and behaving like a father, but he still birthed that child. That takes a man and a woman. And I can go chasing rabbits right now because there's no such thing as a woman and a woman and a man and a man. I just throw that out there because the news tells you every day there is. But God says, it takes two, and God says it takes water and spirit. The Spirit of God must woo you to salvation, and he's wooing you today, some of you. The Spirit of God says you're lost. You need to get saved. You need to be born again. The Spirit of God is speaking to your heart. And and most of the time we say, no, no. Uh, The Spirit of God always, once you get saved, He moves in. He's always talking to you. Jiminy Cricket says it's that still small voice, let your conscience, but it's not your conscience. If you're saved, it's the Holy Spirit. And He'll say to you, be kind to your neighbor today. Go go do something for your neighbor. He'll say, go go tell your wife, I'm sorry. I, I was wrong there, wife. Go, go, go! Humble yourself before your children. I was go into the uh, the Holy Spirit's telling you go go into the office and of the manager or the boss or the CEO tomorrow and say I reacted wrong. I was so out of bounds. Will you please forgive me? And I promise you, by God's grace, I'll never behave like that again. You see, the Spirit of God is speaking to Christians that aren't getting along, and He's saying right now, would you just get it right with one another? With couples that are not right, would you just get if you're saved? the Holy Spirit, water and spirit. And, and here there's a mother and a father. Now my dad could have gone down and I pastored people in the past and not members here, but they emancipated their child. They went down to City Hall and said, no longer am I the father. But you can do all you want and have it removed from the records, but it's not removed from the record. Amen. You're the father. And it takes a father and it takes a mother. And the Bible says the new birth, the new birth, I was born again. I didn't understand it when I got all born again, but I thank God that that I accepted the word of God. Some of you in this room today, please hear me. You talk about being at the midnight hour. We are at that that point, I think, of the soon return. I don't know when, but it seems like he's coming soon. And friend, don't be sitting in this auditorium in six minutes and the rest of us are gone if that's the time Jesus chooses to come again. Don't be sitting here saying, what in the world's going on? It was called the rapture. I know I'm saved because of the promise of the scripture. I know I'm saved because the birthright I have. A a, a birthright is something that's granted to me at birth. I love that word birthright, something granted to me at birth. I'm a child of the King. I'm an heir of salvation. I'm purchased by blood. I'm born of his spirit, been washed in his blood. This is my story. This is my song praising my Savior all all the day long. Uh, My name was written down in the book of life. One day God will open that book. And if your name is not found in that book, Revelation tells me, he'll say, depart from me. It'll cast you into a place called the lake of fire. For one long eternal night. I lay in bed last night and just got, just trying to muse and think about eternity. And I thought about the lake of fire. And it's a place whose fire is not quenched, it's a pay, place of pain and suffering. And say, so how could a loving God do that to people? Uh, God doesn't. We do it to ourselves by rejecting Him. But we have a window in this life to be born again. And I kept thinking about a candle. And if I could go downstairs and light a candle, I kept thinking if I put my finger in that, I I could take it. But this is not for a day or for a week or for a month, but for eternity, forever. Are you saved? If you're a member of this church, you've never been born again. I don't care if people would say, well, what would they think? Who cares what they think? Let's think what God knows. And then I'd say, thirdly, the security of the child of God. I know I'm out of time. So if you'll trust me, I'll go to the book of Hebrews. You know, I heard people, when I was young in the Lord, maybe 18, 19, 20, were taking this text, proving that you could lose your salvation. If you want to jot it down, it's Hebrews chapter six, verses one through six. But the Bible says, and he's talking about these that need to be going on to perfection. You can turn them if you have the time, but growing in grace, leaving the ABCs, there be some some, uh, in, uh, there should be some maturity in verse 4, for it is impossible for those who were once enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God. They all got saved, these people here. And the powers of the world come if they fall away to renew them to repentance. People use that, oh, 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 oh. I, I've tasted this, the, 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 the good life, the particulars of the Holy Spirit, God, the Holy Spirit lives within me, and I, and I got back, and so I got away from God for days, for weeks, for months. And, and I got away from God, and, and people say, so you, you'll never get saved now. You cannot get saved because you said you were saved, and you got away from God, and you rejected. It teaches just the opposite. You cannot get reborn again. Through the years, I've dealt with people that have been in gross sins. And when the mate or when the people find out, many times they'll say, two, three days later, say, you know what, I really need to get saved. Well, it might be the case, but I doubt it. We need to realize we sin. And I can't get you, our God cannot re-save you again. That's to crucify him again. And so I have the promise that though I fail, now, I would say this, I don't find in the Bible 10- and 15- and 20-year-old backsliders. I've pastored probably 25, 30,000 people in the 40, almost 44 years I've been here. And some walk out on God and never walk into a Bible-preaching church again, or they walk away, or they blame or all these things. I don't see that that's Bible salvation. Now, I'm not, I, I don't know. I'm just a fruit inspector, as the Bible says. You can blame churches and pastors and parents and relatives and the, the all you want, but if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation, a creature. I, I want you to know the sadness of the deception. As I quoted Matthew twenty-two, seven, twenty-two and 23, I remind you of 2 Peter 2, one through three. And many of that day shall follow their pernicious ways, their evil ways. M- many folks will reject God. I ask you today, are you saved? I, I-, I know I still battle this flesh. Isn't it amazing Hebrews 12, one? Where the, where, where the Word of God says, "'Let us lay aside every weight.'" He's talking to a runner, every weight and the sin. We still fight sin. You have a sin or sins in your life that are so easy for you to commit, that would be not easy for me to commit at all. I, I, this is, Wait a minute, and vice versa. I have a sin, our sins that are so easy for me. And you say, why would that be a battle? Don't, don't think you've arrived because you got saved. In, in my life, this doesn't make me better than one person in this room. I've never to this day ever touched liquor. I've never, i pledged God alone one morning, early, early in the dark of the morning on a Sunday morning, a sixth, sixth grade boy, I said, I'm never gonna touch liquor or cigarettes. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. You can be saved in smoke. I like what the one preacher said, you can be saved in smoke, you'll just get there a lot faster. You can be saved in smoke, it just about sounds, smells like you went through the other place first. <laughs> I'm not a better Christian because I haven't smoked or drunk, I've been drinking liquor. And that might be your battle. Well, you're not gonna have me condemning you because I have a battle, and maybe another area that you don't have. I, I get a little weary with people that think they've arrived and they can be judge and jury of everybody. The guy that gets me in the most trouble in this church is me. I weep before God almost every week, and I'm not into pornography and garbage and steal. I'm not in, but just, you know, why does it always have to be something that's gross? Sin is sin. But I'm so thankful that though I sin, First John 1, 9, that blood perpetually cleanses us from all unrighteousness. When God saved me, he saved me. He, he was, it, was, it was still all future with me. He saved me from my past, my present, my future. He cleanses me from all unrighteousness. And the Bible says the devil, the accuser, the brother, goes to the throne of grace. Revelation 12, and he accuses me before God night and day. See, Trevor down there. Look at him right now. Look at him right now. What do you think about that? And, and the father, the son says, it's under the blood. It's all come. You know, when a person does get saved, though, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. You want to be around the Bible. There's a desire. You want to be around the house of God. There's a desire. You want to live right, though we're still so very weak. And by the way, you say, well, I I just... Gossip is my problem, or this sin or that sin or slander. Well, first John chapter 3, verse number nine. For he that is born of God doth not commit sin. That's the word that deals with you're not going to continually practice it. Well, I got saved, but I'm still gonna drink, 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 drink. No, because a new creation, you're not gonna to want to. You might slip back into it, but it's not gonna be a practice, a way of life. And you can name the sin going alphabetically, whether the first letter of the alphabet is A, you're a person of anger. Well, God can save you and change you from that. But if you continue to habitually have an angry spirit, something's wrong. You say, well, you just understand, my, my mother, she, she talked all the time, talked about people, talked about things, and that's the way I am too. That's not Bible sound when you can slander people and gossip about people and hurt people and ill will toward people, and I say that so much these days because of this social media, when you can butt into other people's business and mind everybody else's business and you know all the facts and you don't know anything, I wonder about that crowd, brother and Mrs. Harder, if they've been born again. It scares me. I don't know how you can be constantly vicious and unkind, constantly bipolar in your actions or narcissistic in your actions and say, I'm born again. That's not the born again of this Bible. Yes. Do you know that you've been born again? I just thought of that little chorus, saying as a kid. Do you know that you've been born again? Does the spirit dwell within? bearing witness that you've been freed from every sin and shame are you ready if the lord should come or today your soul shall claim can you face eternal fears free from doubt and dread and fear do you know no know that you've been born again